0: Welcome to installment 315 of Sefer HaMitzvahs bin Rambam. Today's portion contains five commandments, all relating to those that are executed by the Jewish court. Positive commandment 226 is the application of execution by Sayif by the sword. Positive commandment 227, the execution by chenek, or strangulation. Positive commandment 230 is that certain of those that are executed by the court are hung up afterwards on a tree positive commandment number 231 is that they must be buried in the same day that they are executed and prohibition 66 is that one may not allow any of those who are hung on the tree after their execution to remain hanging on that tree As we mentioned in yesterday's portion, there are four different methods of execution indicated in Jewish law. Yesterday we discussed skila, stoning, and Srefa burning, which both fall into the more severe category of execution. Although all execution has the same result, nevertheless, these two are looked upon as more severe in Jewish law because they are punishments for more severe crimes. Therefore they are buried in one certain cemetery together. The two from today's portion are buried in a separate cemetery, although not together with any other Jew. Pasuk v'maim 226 is the execution by the sword. As the Rambam explains in his legal code, this means that the that the one to be executed is actually beheaded. And this commandment derives from the book of Exodus, chapter 21, verse 20, which is specifically referring to a master who kills an evet kanani, a non-Jewish slave, who has already immersed in a mikveh and is keeping the same mitzvahs as a woman is, all of the prohibitions as well as the positive time-bound commandments. And regarding his murder, the Chumash states no ye no that you should take revenge for his murder, meaning that he should be executed, and as the Gemara teaches us, executed by the sword, that he should be beheaded. The Rambam refers us to the negative commandments where he lists under each prohibition what the specific punishment is. And therefore, in the negative commandments, he indicates which violations are punished by beheading. In his legal code, he tells us them explicitly that there are two prohibitions which are punished by execution by sword. One is a murderer who was executed by beheading, and the second is a participant in an Irni Dachas, a city where all the inhabitants became idol worshippers. Positive commandment 227 is execution by strangulation or chenek. This, that Ambam describes in his legal code, is performed by first of all implanting or sinking the person, burying him up to his knees so that he cannot move. Then the two witnesses, who as in all other cases are the ones to execute the death penalty, each grab one end of a kind of cloth and one pulls from one side and the other the other side until the person is strangled and the person dies. This commandment is learn from the book of Exodus, chapter 21, through many verses where the Chomish states meis yumas, that the person should certainly be killed. This, as the Rambam explains in his legal code, is referring to strangulation. And as he totals there, there are six violations which are punishable by strangulation. Both of these commandments, as were the previous two from yesterday's shear regarding to the types of death, types of execution, are explained in the seventh chapter of the Tractate Sanhedrin. There's another commandment relating to the behavior of the bezin after the person has been executed. Positive commandment 231 is a commandment on that to ensure that the one who is executed be buried on the same day as his execution. As the book of Deuteronomy chapter 21 verse 23 relates, perenu bayem hahu that he certainly should be buried on the same day. And as the Sifri explains, this is a positive commandment and therefore counts as one of the 613. However, the Rambam explains further that this positive commandment does not only apply to someone who has been executed. In reality, it applies to any person who has passed away. And therefore, any Jew who has died is required to be buried on the same day he dies. And anyone who does not have people to occupy themselves and take care of his burial is known as a mace mitzvah, meaning that as a person whose death has now Put a mitzvah upon every single Jew that everyone has an obligation of taking care of his burial, and even a Kayenodl who is not even the high priest who is not even allowed to participate in the burial of his of his immediate family, nevertheless, should there be a mace mitzvah, a person with no one else to bury him, even the Kayenodl himself is required to bury the person in order to ensure his immediate interment in order to fulfill this positive commandment, ki kaver There's an interesting historical note regarding this commandment. In Germany in the 1800s, as well as in some places today, there was a law prohibiting burial before 72 hours after death, for fear that the person had been wrongly been declared dead and perhaps would be buried alive. The Jewish community in Germany went with tremendous mesiris nefesh and self-sacrifice to fulfill this commandment, that once the person has been declared dead, he must be buried immediately. And at that time, the, the observant Jews were considered to be very, very radical, declaring death so quickly. Today, ironically enough, the situation has reversed. That we do not, according to the Torah, we cannot declare a person dead until the person has stopped breathing. However, due to convenience primarily, and of course the noble desire of saving life, they have tried to redefine the definition of death, that even if a person is still breathing, nevertheless they declare him dead. And the observant Jews come to say that no, one cannot bury a person or take a heart or take another limb or take him off a respirator before he has stopped breathing. He is still alive. And now the observant Jews are being declared as being too conservative. Here we are, obviously the person's dead. Who cares? He's still breathing. However, we see this ironical situ- ironic situation that the Torah remains steady and remains absolutely firm. And as the Chassam, Chassam Sefer says that all, everything in the world cannot shake us and uproot us from the Torah, teachings of the Torah. And if the Torah requires immediate burial, so too it must be done. It is also a lamentable situation that in many places, unfortunately, burial is delayed for invalid reasons. According to Jewish law, the burial may be delayed when it is to add to the honor and glory of the dead person. For example, in order to obtain a proper casket or burial shrouds or something of the sort. However, often due to convenience of the people who are alive rather than the one who has passed away, burials are unnecessarily delayed. Any delay of a burial must be checked with a competent rav and not with the funeral director, who is certainly not well versed in Jewish law in this matter in the vast majority of cases. The laws of this commandment are related in the sixth chapter of the Tractate Sanhedrin. There are certain situations in which an additional step is taken with the executed person, that after they have been stoned which as we described in yesterday's year, the person is pushed off from a, from a tall building and if it has not died, then a heavy stone is put upon them. After they have been executed in such a fashion, then they are hung up on a tree for everyone to see. As the book of Deuteronomy chapter 21 verse 22 relates, that the person should be hung up on a tree. This commandment to hang those people which the Torah indicates should be hung up is positive commandment number 230. Hanging in this case, as the Ramam explains in his legal code, is not the common definition people would think of when hanging by the neck, but rather the person is hung up simply to be exhibited to the people around, as we mentioned, that he is already dead before being hung up. Rather, he is hung up by his hands, a large beam is placed and sunk into the ground, and then another piece of wood is hanging horizontally off of this large beam, and the person's hands are joined together and then hung by his hands from this large beam. Who, who actually is subject to this idea of of being hung? In this Positive Commandment 230, the Rambam refers us to prohibition number 66 where he indicates who it actually is that is hung. First of all, there is the person who has cursed God through making a birchas Hashem, as it is called, that he has directly cursed Hashem. Such a person is punishable by skill of being stoned. And after that, they they are hung up. And so too says the Rambam there in Prohibition 66, that a person, person who worships idols is also hung up after being stoned. And this, is, this we learn out from the book of... Numbers chapter 15 verse 30 referring to an idol worshipper as Hashem Humagadef, that he has ended up cursing Hashem therefore we compare an idol worshipper with someone who literally curses Hashem and both of them after being thrown off the cliff and had a stone thrown on top of them are also hung up after their execution on this tree for everyone to see what actually is Prohibition 66? This is that when the person is hung there on the tree, they must not be left overnight. As this next verse in Deuteronomy 21.23 states, <inaudible> That his dead body should not be left overnight on this tree. And as the Sifri relates, this is a prohibition, a biblical prohibition, not to leave him there overnight. How actually did they do this hanging? They would hang the person there momentarily, and immediately after hanging him there would immediately take him down. First of all, they would delay the execution until shortly before sunset, then they would hang the person, they would execute the person through skila, then hang up the person and immediately take them down, thereby performing the positive commandment of hanging them and being sure not to violate the prohibition of leaving him there too long. Then the person would be buried in order to fulfill the commandment of burying him on the day of execution. All the details of these two laws are explained in the sixth chapter of Tractate Sanhedrin. Although in say and the Rambam usually does not give reasons for the commandments, in this particular commandment he does. And the Rambam explains that if the person is hung up on the tree for everyone to see for a long period of time, then they will think about what he is being hung for. And in this case it would be either the cursing of Hashem that he has done or the idol worship he has done. And therefore, hanging him and leaving him there so long on the tree will lead people to think about why he has been executed and thereby think about idol worship or think about the curse that the person uttered against Hashem, God forbid. And the Rambam says in order that the people should not think about these things, we do not leave them hanging too long on the tree. We see from the Rambam the tremendous power of machshava of thought, that it is something to be so closely avoided that in, even in order not to think about such things, we do not leave the person hanging for too long on the tree. Another reason is also brought in the Gemara, as Rashi relates in the Chumash, that it is like two twins, one of whom became a king and the other who became a burglar if the one that was was caught stealing is sentenced to death and he is hung on a tree, people will think it's the king. And it is a shameful thing to the king. So to a Jew, having been created in the image of Hashem, if he is hung up on the tree, this will somehow be a shame to Hashem since man who has been created in God's image is being hung. This is a shameful thing to Hashem himself. But as the Lubavitcher Rebbe Shlita has pointed out, that he does resemble the king. And how is this? That through being hung, his atonement has been completed. And therefore, just as he was created to resemble the king, and has ruined this similarity, this resemblance, through his sin, after having been killed, and sentenced to death by the court, and having been hung, he once again reveals the kingliness, and the resemblance to Hashem within him. And therefore, we are justified in hanging him for this period.